Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 32, Truth About iTunes Subscriptions and Dropped Ping Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis also known as The Ramen Noodle. This is the podcast about podcasting and the only podcast about podcasting that talks about audacity frequently. And the way I like to say it is this is the podcast where I teach you the tools and give you the guts, actually the other way around, to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm so glad you can join me for episode 32. And today... I'm going to focus instead of on audacity or just general concepts about podcasting today, I'm talking about iTunes and regardless of your opinion of iTunes, you probably should listen to this because there are several misconceptions about some things about iTunes and there is also now something that has been dropped from iTunes for podcasters. So first of all, when someone is listening to a podcast or subscribe to a podcast, there's this theory or some people will, many people will say that if that person doesn't listen to or press play on a podcast episode for so long or for so many episodes that they are unsubscribed from that podcast, that is only partially true. I am a stickler for language and correctness, correct terminology and such. And the term automatically unsubscribed is not totally correct. Here's what happens. If maybe you've seen this yourself, I see this quite often, and it's not only because I don't listen to an episode, but it's for other reasons. But here's the situation. I'll, I'll put it in first person. This is what happens to me This because this does happen to me. I'm subscribed to a whole bunch of podcasts and every now and then I fall behind in my podcast listening or I just fall behind on a particular episode. People who are thinking about video podcasting, by the way, let me give you a little tip. The first podcasts I'm most likely to fall behind on are video podcasts. I have two podcasts that I'm looking at that one has 10 episodes the other has 12 episodes I haven't listened to them I'm almost a year behind on one of those video podcasts because it takes so much attention to watch a video podcast so just keep that in mind but still that doesn't mean don't video podcast just do it with caution and knowing that if I'm subscribed to your show then you might be the last one I watch But don't feel bad. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Anyway, when you subscribe, when I'm subscribed to these podcasts and I haven't listened to or watched any episodes from this particular podcast, or let's take, for example, the Adobe Creative Suite video podcast. It's a video podcast. It teaches how to use Adobe Creative Suite software like Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator, and so on. And it's a each episode is from 10 minutes to 45 minutes and for me to sit down and watch a video podcast that long is a, 
takes a real commitment because this is information I want to learn. I want to see it. So that's why I haven't just deleted these episodes yet. But I just haven't been able to set aside the time to watch these episodes. So I haven't been watching them for a while. And now I have several episodes behind in it. And what will happen is if I don't watch these episodes or if I am deleting episodes, maybe not even necessarily not listening to them, but I'm deleting them. Like here's something I do. This is just with my personal workflow. I have an iPod Nano, one of the little fat ones that can play video, that I listen to podcasts on that when I'm away from the computer. Sometimes when I'm at the computer and I don't have my iPod, so I don't synchronize it, I just go ahead and go through the podcasts and delete the episodes I've already listened to. It's almost like I, I want podcast zero, like people talk about inbox zero. I want podcast zero zero podcasts or basically knowing I'm on top of all of my podcasts right now I'm about eight and a half hours behind my podcast listening so I want to be on top of things so I'll sometimes come in iTunes and delete things that I know I've already listened to on my iPod but my iPod just hasn't synchronized with iTunes yet so it hasn't told iTunes that these episodes have already been listened to therefore delete them So what iTunes is seeing from me is that I am not listening to these episodes. Even though I am through my iPod, once the episode's deleted from iTunes, it doesn't synchronize the play information. So to iTunes, I haven't listened to any of these episodes or watched any of these episodes. So what it will do is in iTunes, under the podcast section in iTunes, there will be a little exclamation point in a little gray circle right to the left. <laughs> that was a bad way of saying that. Turn right here left. It's to the left of the podcast name, this little exclamation point with a circle around it. And if you click on that exclamation point, it will say iTunes has stopped updating this podcast because you have not listened to any episodes recently. Would you like to resume updating this podcast? Now, do keep in mind that little exclamation point also could mean that there was an error downloading the podcast or an error downloading the RSS feed. So it doesn't always mean that it has been paused in its subscription or, as some people say, unsubscribed. So what this means is when iTunes is like this, when it's doing this, There are only two ways that I can get it to start downloading episodes again. One is if I play one of those episodes or let my iPod synchronize with iTunes so that it knows I've played or watched, I've played that episode. The other way that I can make it resume downloading these episodes is by clicking on that exclamation point and then it gives me that warning or it tells me why. It stopped updating this podcast and it gives me two options. I can either cancel or click yes because it asks me, would you like to resume updating this podcast? If you click yes, it will then resume downloading new episodes based on whatever is available in the RSS feed and on your personal iTunes settings, whether it will download everything that's available or just that one that's available. So here's where the misconceptions come in is 
most people are out there saying iTunes will unsubscribe people from your podcast. That is only partially true. It stops downloading new episodes. It stops checking the feed for new episodes. So yes, if you're looking at your feed burner statistics and go back to episode eight, I believe, when I talked about feed burner statistics, that's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash eight. If you are downloading your episodes and or if your listeners are downloading your episodes and they're subscribed but they haven't played an episode iTunes will pause their subscription so they will no longer appear as a subscriber to FeedBurner or to whatever RSS stats system you're using they'll no longer be downloading episodes so that won't register in your Libsyn or Blueberry or whatever other podcast media download service that you're using to get your stats. They won't be registered as a listener or a subscriber at all. But they're not unsubscribed. They're still subscribed. Their subscription is just paused. Nothing new is downloading and their iTunes isn't checking for the feed. So they have to either listen to an episode or if they've deleted all of the episodes without resuming their subscription or without listening, then they have to click that exclamation point next to the name of the episode in order for it to resume downloading the episodes. So here's the thing is they don't have to resubscribe to your podcast. That's why I'm saying that the word unsubscribe is the wrong word because To unsubscribe is actually coming into iTunes in your podcast setting and clicking the unsubscribe button. That removes the podcast and deletes whatever episodes you might have. It removes it completely from iTunes, so you will no longer see it in your list. You will no longer be downloading episodes or anything. That's what unsubscribe means. But what iTunes is automatically doing is it is only pausing the subscription and the listener then just simply has to resume in order to get your episodes or just listen to an episode and they'll be fine then and they won't be unsubscribed. Where this comes down to you as a podcaster is that when you hear this thing about people are automatically unsubscribed, first of all, don't believe that. They are not automatically unsubscribed. They're just being automatically paused. But you could also keep in mind that this automatic pausing will happen after iTunes has noticed that the person has not listened to uh, any episodes recently or has just been deleting episodes without registering it as being played. And so iTunes will pause them. Think about this when it comes to holiday season, like December and January. If you have a podcast and you put out weekly episodes or maybe daily episodes, let's take it to the extreme and say you have a podcast and you put out daily episodes. If it's around Christmas time, podcast listenership is going to drop because people are going to be celebrating Christmas with their family or traveling and Thanksgiving, all of this. They're probably not going to be listening to the podcast as much as they would during the rest of the year because they're traveling or Maybe they'll load up their iPod. It depends on the people and what kind of hardware. But podcast listenership 
does drop in December. It also drops on the weekends, by the way. So not as many people are checking the feed, not as many people are listening to episodes, but their iTunes might still be downloading episodes. So if you have a daily podcast and you, in two weeks' time, you release 10 episodes and one of your subscribers or many of your subscribers take a break, like maybe they listen to podcasts at work and they take two weeks off for Christmas and they come back to work and iTunes sees that there are all of these episodes they haven't listened to, iTunes will have paused their subscription before all 10 of those episodes will have downloaded. So keep this in mind during very popular holiday times like Christmas and Thanksgiving and realize that you may not necessarily have to put an episode out every single day while you're gone. That could actually hurt you as a podcaster because that might mean that people's iTunes subscriptions are going to get paused automatically depending on how often they open iTunes. And in fact, if it's paused, they won't be getting your brand new content until they start listening to those old episodes again. And if they only delete those old episodes, then they might not notice that exclamation point is there. So be sure before a holiday, before Christmas or well, Christmas is pretty much the main holiday we're talking about before Christmas or Thanksgiving, you might want to warn your listeners about this and say, while you're gone, your iTunes might pause your subscription, but when you get back, just click the little exclamation point and tell it that, yes, you want to resume your downloading. That way you won't miss a single episode of our fantastic podcast. And then you won't lose listeners either. If you load up too many episodes when no one's going to be downloading them, then you could be pausing people's subscriptions. So keep that in mind as you go through that iTunes is not unsubscribing people. It's just pausing their subscriptions. The next iTunes misconception is a very recent thing. And that is that Apple has dropped a feature called Ping Podcast. And you may have heard about this. And there are several misunderstandings. In fact, this kind of goes back to a core misunderstanding of iTunes. First of all, understand the way that iTunes works. When you have a podcast listed in the iTunes podcast directory, so that's when someone goes to iTunes and then they click the iTunes store and then they find your podcast. When you have a podcast in there or to put a podcast in there, all you give iTunes is your RSS feed. You don't have to upload information to iTunes. You're not submitting this long form or anything like that. It grabs everything it needs from your RSS feed. Hopefully you give it your feed burner feed. So once you've given it an, an RSS feed, it then pulls the information it needs, including the pictures and show descriptions and episodes and all of that. It pulls that and puts it into an iTunes directory listing. And that is how people can get to your podcast in iTunes. Now, when you have your iTunes listing in the directory, when people click the subscribe button, they are subscribed to your RSS feed. iTunes will register it. Sure, it'll register that someone clicked the subscribe button because they have some kind of algorithm hidden behind there that when 
a lot of unique people, and by unique, I mean not yourself just clicking over and over and over, but when unique people are clicking subscribe, iTunes registers that and it sees this podcast is starting to get popular and they might stick it then in the new and notable section, which maybe that's how you found this podcast. The audacity to podcast is that you saw when the podcast was new and notable on the front page of iTunes podcast directory. That was pretty cool. But when you click subscribe, you are subscribing to the RSS feed that the publisher submitted to iTunes. You are not subscribing to anything that Apple is publishing. You're subscribing to the podcaster's RSS feed. Keep that in mind as we continue on. Ping Podcast was a feature for podcasters to do a couple things. First of all, as the name might suggest, if you're familiar with Ping and what uh, Ping and computers does, I I won't get into that right now, but or even submarines. Give me a ping, Vasily. One ping and one ping only. Extra bonus points if you can tell me where that is from. When you use this ping podcast feature, what it would do is it would tell iTunes to look at your RSS feed to update its podcast listing in the iTunes podcast directory. Because if you notice, as soon as you publish an episode on your WordPress or whatever software you're using on your site, and then you rush over to your iTunes podcast directory listing, you don't see your new episode there. In fact, you might not see your new episode there for more than a day, depending on what time you've published your podcast and when your RSS feed updates too. And so this ping podcast feature was a URL, a a web link that they would give you. And it was pretty easy to figure out too. You just added your podcast ID number to the end of this URL uh, web address And it would take you to this very simple page, but it would ping the iTunes podcast directory and tell it, prioritize this podcast and update its listing a little bit sooner. Now, that doesn't mean it would update it immediately. And still, there's some information that the iTunes store caches, like your search icons there when you have your cover art. And when you search for a podcast and you see the cover art in the search results, that is icon, that image of your cover art is not updated very quickly. That can take much longer to update up to a week or two weeks even. So this pink podcast doesn't adjust that. It adjusts your main feed, your main listing in iTunes. So it's updating the directory listing to tell it to look for new information or changed information in your podcast, like a changed title, a changed description, a changed cover art, And it also looks at the RSS feed for new episodes. So this is updating the iTunes directory listing. The common misconception right now, because there's a lot of issue and a lot of people, podcasters are upset about the loss of ping podcast and some have taken it on themselves to then try and help educate people and raise this revolution against Apple to get them to put this feature back in, and I'll mention something about that in a moment. And unfortunately, some people are explaining this wrong, 
And it's also very easy to misunderstand this issue. When you use the Ping podcast feature, you are updating the iTunes podcast directory listing. You are not telling iTunes to download new episodes for all of your listeners. The difference here is that, remember how a few minutes ago I said that when your listeners click subscribe through iTunes, they are subscribing to your RSS feed. They're not subscribing to anything from Apple. They're subscribing to your RSS feed. So as soon as your RSS feed is updated, their iTunes can download, their iTunes software can download that new episode. Now, by the way, iTunes by default is set to only download new episodes once per day. I've changed my iTunes to download episodes every hour, but usually it's set to every day. And you can get to those settings. If you want to change those yourself in iTunes, just go to your podcast section under library and click the settings button at the very bottom. And then you'll see the second option says settings for, and you'll see one of the podcasts you subscribe to. Switch that to podcast defaults, and then you can change your check for new episodes setting to be every hour, every day, every week, or manually. And then you've got a couple other options you can set in there. But by default, most people's iTunes software is set to check your feed once a day. Now, they can override this by clicking on your podcast and they can click update podcast. So then it checks the RSS feed. But here's the key thing is once someone is subscribed to your podcast through iTunes, they are subscribed to your RSS feed. So as soon as your RSS feed is updated, their iTunes can download a new episode depending on their timing settings. This means they're downloading episodes without your having to worry about Ping Podcast. Ping Podcast has absolutely nothing to do with the people who are already subscribed to your podcast. In fact, even the title of your podcast and the description of your podcast is once someone is subscribed, that information is pulled directly from your RSS feed, not from the iTunes podcast directory listing. So again, your subscribers are connected directly to your RSS feed, not to Apple. So Ping Podcast has nothing to do with your current subscribers. What it does have to do is with your potential new subscribers who might go to your iTunes podcast directory listing and they will see your podcast there. And here's where this might concern you most is they might go to your listing and they'll see that, oh, you haven't released a new episode in two months, but maybe you just released an episode last night, but they won't see that in the directory listing if they visit it too quickly after you've released a new episode. So this is why you would want to use the podcast or the ping podcast feature is to be able to ping your directory listing so it could be prioritized to update sooner than it normally otherwise would update. Now again, iTunes, the directory, will update these listings about every 24 hours or so. 
But if you're in a hurry and you wanted to be able to get it to update a bit sooner, you could use Ping Podcast. There was one other thing that Ping Podcast was extremely useful for, and that was ensuring that iTunes was getting, was subscribed to the correct RSS feed. Ping Podcast could be a diagnostics tool for you. And that would be that when you would visit that web address that it would give you, and you've got your your ID tag in there, your uh, several digit number for your podcast ID tag. And when you visit that link, what it used to do is it showed a super simple listing of or information about your podcast, super simple web page that it just showed the RSS feed address and your iTunes podcast ID number. That is all that it showed. It didn't show anything else. It just showed those two things. Now, that was still extremely helpful because with that information, there are a couple things that you could do. Number one is you could make sure that you have the right ID number because if you're having trouble with your iTunes links and such, you might discover that you've got the ID number wrong or you might have copied and pasted without getting the last number. I do that a lot. I get I miss like the first letter or the last letter of a string that I'm copying. So you can find out for one thing if you've got the right ID number. The other thing is, and this is the more helpful part, is you can see what your podcast listing is getting as its RSS feed. And this is helpful for diagnostics to make sure that your iTunes is subscribed or your directory listing is subscribed to the correct RSS feed. Where this can really be important is there are many podcasts out there that for some reason have two listings in the podcast directory of iTunes. And if you're not sure which one is the correct one, then you could use this ping podcast feature in order to see which one was getting the correct feed. Here's the, I faced this issue just recently when I brought Christian Meets World, the podcast with Jason Rennie, into the Noodle Mix network. I assumed the control of the RSS feed and all of that, and that's now run by noodle.mx and a central WordPress installation. Christian Meets World was listed twice in iTunes. And so I used the ping podcast feature to ensure that when I forced iTunes to look at a new RSS feed, I used ping podcast to ensure that it was indeed looking at that new RSS feed. And it was a much quicker way of doing it. Now, unfortunately, you can't do that. If you try using your ping podcast URL now, what it does is it opens iTunes and takes you to your podcast directory listing. It's not giving you any information about your podcast, like the URL of the RSS feed. And it's not pinging your podcast directory listing either to update it. However, if you want to know what RSS feed your podcast directory is getting, there is a way to do it, but it's, uh, it's cumbersome and ugly to try and do it this way. Here's how you do it. Unsubscribe from your own podcast in iTunes. Go to the iTunes directory listing that you want to test. 
subscribe to it. So now you've you've subscribed to your own podcast again. Go into the podcast section of your iTunes under your library, the episodes and the podcasts that you are subscribed to. Click on the name of your podcast, not any of the episode numbers, but the name of your podcast. Then you'll notice on the far right of the screen to the right of the description is a little circle. It will most likely be white and it has a little lowercase i in that. That is the information link. Or what you can also do to get, no, you can't. I thought there was a keyboard shortcut, but no, there isn't. Command I or Alt Enter does not bring this up. You have to click that little I in your podcast where you're subscribed to it. And when you click that little I, it tells you the name of the podcast, the description of the podcast, and it tells you the URL for the RSS feed that that podcast is subscribed to. Like I said, that's cumbersome. And in fact, it's not totally guaranteed that it's up to date because you got that RSS URL from your iTunes podcast directory listing. And if your podcast directory listing hasn't been updated, then it's not going to give you the correct URL if you've changed URL. So again, Apple just isn't playing nice with removing this feature from iTunes. And if you're a podcaster, you should be upset about this because it does mean that we have lost this ability to ping our podcasts. It's just so hard to say, ping your podcast, ping your podcast. It's it's hard to get it to do that without this ping podcast feature. Now, I've contacted iTunes and I got a reply from the iTunes store senior advisor after a little bit of back and forth with some of the regular reps who had no idea what I was talking about. And in fact, this gentleman, Gary, the iTunes store senior advisor, also doesn't quite know what I'm talking about. But here's his reply. He said, hi, Daniel, my name is Gary, and your email has been escalated to me for review. I understand that you would like to know why the ping podcast was removed and if it can be added back. I submitted a ticket to engineering about this, hint, he doesn't know. And they replied stating that ping pod they replied stating that ping feature has been subsumed by advanced in the self-calibrating RSS reader. Now a thousand dollars to you if you have any idea what that means. Well, a thousand dollars to you from someone else, not me. Sorry. Maybe from Apple. Let me read that again. The ping feature has been subsumed by advanced in the self-calibrating RSS reader. I have no idea what that even means. (laughs) And then he says the U.S. tech spec has already been updated and they are actively working on localizations. I would keep checking Apple for updates on podcasts for more information. Thank you. Sincerely, Gary. In the chat room, they're like, ha ha, it's a blow off. Oh, I got it. No, wait. Yeah, I have no idea what this means. By advanced in the self-calibrating RSS reader, I he is confused. And I'm confused from his confused response. And I don't think he communicated properly with his engineers. 
Now, what he said about the tech spec there, that does make sense because iTunes has a podcast specification about what an RSS feed needs to contain in order to be a valid podcast for iTunes. And what that spec in it did used to have this section describing ping podcast. So he's saying that, yes, the United States version of that tech spec has been updated, meaning they removed ping podcast from that page. And they're working on the international translations of that page to make sure that ping podcast isn't there. But still, he has no idea what this means. So I responded and uh, tried to explain a little bit more what ping podcast is, what it does, and why I'm so disappointed that it's lacking. And I also stated that his statement didn't make any sense. And he replied again saying, thank you for your reply. To be very honest with you, we have not been given a reason as to why Ping Podcast was removed. I asked again and again received the same answer as before. That same answer as before, by the way. The Ping feature has been subsumed by advanced in the self-calibrating RSS reader. So that's the same response you got, I guess. But he did add this, which he didn't say this before. It is being replaced by something new. Engineering is updating the system and believe this to be an improvement. I am truly sorry that I cannot give you a better answer. If you're an Apple fanboy, you might want to stop listening for a moment. Okay, Every time Apple says that they are improving something or replacing it by something new that they believe is an improvement, most of the, not most of the time, many times that they do this, they end up breaking something that already worked. <clears throat> There's a thing in OS X that they broke, and it's regarding how you search for things in OS X. They broke it with OS point. Five, I think like used to in OS 10.4 I could use the little quick find spot in the finder in the upper right corner I could use that I type in a name it would search my currently selected folder or I could set what the default was for where it should search should it search my entire computer and my currently open folder now by default it searches contents of my computer not the folder I'm looking for and not file names Arr. Pet peeve. Okay, Apple fanboys, you can listen now again. So he again apologized that he can't give a better answer. I responded again saying the statement just totally didn't make sense. Can you explain it more? Can you tell me what is coming? And his last reply was, unfortunately, all of the information that has been given to you is what has been given to us. We know no more than what was already discussed. I am sorry. And so what was already discussed, pain feature has been summed by advanced in the self-calibrating RSS reader. I think what he was thinking is that you can subscribe to podcasts manually by taking their RSS feed addresses and inserting it into iTunes through the advanced menu. Maybe that's what he was describing. 
Or maybe he's referring to the fact that some RSS readers or most RSS readers have the ability to manually update their subscriptions. But again, that is completely unrelated to this issue because the issue is not with RSS subscribers. The issue is with your iTunes podcast directory listing, not with your subscribers. It's got me frustrated. I'll probably send another email to them and complain about this. For more information, I highly recommend that you visit the Blueberry blog, or there's also another blog by CEO of of, uh, Raw Voice, and he had a separate blog about it. I will have links to these in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 32, and you can read those notes there from Todd Cochran and from others at the Blueberry and Raw Voice team and understand this issue a bit more. And they have links to where you can go to submit a complaint and ways that you can try and get involved and make sure that Apple changes this, brings it back, or helps us out in some way. Finally, some happier news to share with you are that, uh, speaking of Blueberry and Raw Voice, Raw Voice, by the way, is the parent company of Blueberry. Blueberry does several services. They offer media stats for free, uh, depending on whether you have advertising in your podcast. They also offer the very powerful and now the most recommended podcast player for WordPress, and that's PowerPress. That's made by Blueberry. And they offer media hosting similar to Libsyn, although more expensive than Libsyn. Maybe, depending on which level of Libsyn you're with. Today, the day that I'm recording this, Blueberry has announced PowerPress 2.0, and this is exciting. PowerPress 2.0, again, the links to this and the blog post about what's new in PowerPress 2.0 will be at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 32. And they say that they've launched PowerPress 2.0. Here are the top new features, an HTML5 video and audio player built into PowerPress. This is fantastic. If you only use a web browser to look at your site, then this won't matter as much. However, devices that do not have Adobe Flash Player installed on them, like anything that's by Apple these days, the uh, iOS devices, an iPod Touch, an iPhone, or the, um, the iPad, and also a Apple is no longer shipping MacBooks pre-installed, or at least the MacBook Air doesn't ship with Adobe Flash Player installed on it. So if someone does not have Adobe Flash Player installed, then there needs to be a fallback. And currently the best way to do that is to use HTML5 because of the direction that web standards are going. So they now have this HTML5 video and audio player built into PowerPress. This is alone. This reason alone is why you should update to the latest version of PowerPress, PowerPress 2.0. They also present a new feature, which this is pretty exciting. If you've got a popular podcast and it's something that people like to share with others, now PowerPress presents an option that your listeners 
can embed an episode of your podcast into their own website. PowerPress 2.0 will present listeners with the embed code that they need to put your podcast on their website. That's pretty cool. Additionally, uh, PowerPress 2.0 supports new web formats such as WebM, AUG, audio and video has been improved, and additional issues that can now play other formats of audio and video. And there's a whole lot more and some new enhanced options in the episode entry box and ways that you add your episodes with WordPress. Now, I asked, I requested to be a part of the beta team for this, but I just didn't have time to actually beta test it. So I will come back later with more description about Blueberry PowerPress 2.0 and what it can do and what I think about it and some of its features. But in the meantime, again, go back to the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 32 to get the show notes for this episode and the link to read about PowerPress 2.0. And that's pretty cool. And lastly is just today I learned that there is a new podcast about podcasting out there on the internet. Just last week, I talked about podcasts about podcasting. Well, there's a new one. Now, it hasn't had an episode out since its first one, which was released on February 24th, but that's only a couple weeks ago, and the host was sick last week, so maybe he's recording a new episode this week, but it is at podcastperspective.com. The host reads the information very well. Yeah, you heard that right. He reads the information. I am interested to see how the podcast goes because this host, his name is Steve, it comes from an audio production background. So he has a lot of experience in audio. And in his first episode, he explains some stuff quite in-depth, like some audio principles, and he ex- he talks about the difference between the audio rate, the bit rate, or the, and um, amplitude, and uh, frequency, and other audio principles. He explains them well in his first episode, and I'm curious to see how it goes from there, and he is a podcast consultant, but the website has just barely launched it only has a couple posts on it at the time so i'm not sure if he's ready for it to be public yet but i found it and so i'm telling it about you it's at podcastperspective.com and you can get the link to that and anything else that i've mentioned here the other uh, episodes or the other blog posts about ping podcast and such get those at the audacity to podcast.com slash 32 Now, I would love to hear what you think about this issue with iTunes, the Ping podcast, and I'd love to hear what you think about PowerPress 2.0. You can leave that as comments on the website at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 32, and that way we can discuss it publicly and other people can see what you think about it, and that'd be a fantastic place. I'd love it if you'd leave some comments there in the show notes, and that way other people can see your experience with PowerPress or Peen Podcast or whatever you want to share there. Or you can contact me directly for questions and comments or feedback if you want to have it in a more private form. Email me at feedback at noodle.mx. 
That's feedback at noodle.mx, or you can call in to the listener voicemail line at 859-353-4332 and leave a message there if it's three minutes or fewer. 859-353-4332. And be sure to also follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. So I hope that this has been informative to you about some of the truth behind iTunes and informative and hopefully getting you to stand up and take some action about Ping Podcast. Let me know what you think about PowerPress 2.0 and uh, check out the other podcast, podcastperspective.com. Like I said, follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Leave your feedback on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 32 or email feedback at noodle.mx and check out the other podcasts on the noodle mix network noodle.mx and you can always go to noodle.mx to see all of the podcasts from the network and it will link you to the separate sites as i start splitting them off into separate sites and now it will be two weeks before the next episode but It will be jam-packed with information. In the meantime, now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx. Check out our other podcasts over at noodle.mx and subscribe to all of them, especially our clean comedy podcast called The Ramen Noodle. And the Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. Check it out and get whole loads of podcasts about tech over at techpodcasts.com. That's techpodcasts.com.